0: episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me as always is none other than my co-host Ava.
1: Hello, hey guys! I hope you are having a fantastic night. This is a uh, candy corn orange doggo just saying hello.
0: Always. And, as always, we have our interim host, Noble.
2: Good morning, and with any luck, I won't have mold affecting my ability to concentrate this morning. Unless, of course, (laughs) you're in the other part of the world where it's, um, you know, 4am, at which point the fuck are you doing awake?
0: Well, in the other part of the world, they've basically been barraged by, you know, thunderstorms, that's what I've been told. Ah, yes. Well,
1: funny point you mentioned that, because for me, it's about 7 p.m., but for you, it's like the morning, right?
0: Oh, it's um, it's almost noon.
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah, so it's almost the next day.
0: I'm having my toasted sandwich after the podcast.
1: Hey, you're right on. I'm going to have some macaroni and cheese afterwards.
0: I'm going to find out what's on my lunch menu. (laughs) All right. Although I do have had um, a couple of pizzas for breakfast, so you ate it out.
2: That's what happens when you live with your parents. Gosh.
1: Hey, pizza bagels are cool.
0: Well, the fact of the matter is, you know, pizzas for breakfast ain't so bad. Pizzas, for, you know, carry all the leftovers across.
2: <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. man.
0: All right, so shall we get started with all the crazy that's been happening this week?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, so number one, what have we got? The Last of Us. Director admits to tricking audiences to push gay storylines and propaganda.
1: Granted, (sighs) this is something that a lot of us, like us normal people, would have seen watching this, and we would have been called conspiracy theories, right? Like, oh, it's a conspiracy theorist that you think that they're promoting the gay agenda? boot to do? But no, they actually say this is precisely what they're doing. Good lord. They're saying it flat out.
0: So this
1: is, is the last of us.
0: Yeah, the direct himself, who said sometimes you have to sort of trick the rest of the world into watching these things before they're like, oh my god, it was two guys, I just realized.
1: Sometimes you have to trick the rest of the world? Why in the heck are they doing this? This is supposed to be a, a video game adaptation about cordyceps infecting the brains of people.
0: Yeah, and and for the same reason too, it's, um, it's, uh, stuff.
1: So what did the creator say? Like, let's, uh, read on.
2: There's this letter bit at, just at the bottom. Can we jump to that instead?
0: Right. But the fact of the matter is, this is, they're not, they're not trying to depict love as we know it. They're depicting degenerate shit. That's why they actually have, that's why my intuition is telling me they have to trick the rest of the world to be okay with said degenerate shit.
1: So they have to infect your brain with cordyceps mushrooms in order to make you feel like you're gay.
2: Okay, Um, so having watched this episode and the following episode, let me put it to you this way. I found it confusing. Not only was the uh, storyline as it played out very short as as the episode progressed, but things were just rushed, which didn't make it, one, feel organic, two, didn't make me feel anything for the actual characters, and three, I questioned a lot of what the hell I was watching and why. Here's the important thing. There were segments where you had two of the main characters at the time two of the cast actually appear in this show and you meet up with the gay couple if and i stress if it was just those segments and it showed a general progression that would have been okay i would have actually liked that instead they had like a awkward sort of meet up. They suddenly rush together with hitching up, and it just—it just seemed like a waste to watch. I, I, I'm sorry, but if that's how a gay couple basically uh, meets up, then. Ew, no. Oh,
1: so so what, what you're saying is, uh, at least this is like my interpretation. When it came to the whole Last of Us like storyline, when they the main characters got up to this particular point, they reached this. And they're like, okay, well, now there's, there's a gay couple. And then, like, it doesn't really progress the storyline at all. It's kind of just, like,
2: there. Well, technically, it, it, the actual episode itself had something to do with the next couple of episodes. Okay. But what I'm referring to is that there's a very short period of time at the beginning where these two guys get together. One hits on the other. They just stare at each other, and then they go at it. And I'm like... No. Oh one it didn't seem well. organic and two it didn't seem believable, as I said before. If it just showed a gradual uh, a bunch of meetings between four characters and you could see that the two men were slowly getting together, that would have been enough. There's no need to have <clears throat> sorry, um, this kind of thing just sort of play out. Watch the episode to understand what I'm talking about. But it's the same thing with Chucky. I can't understand why a 13 and a 14-year-old kid snogging on screen for about a minute is necessary or even uh, acceptable. I, I don't get it. Fine, you've got a gay couple. Just play into it without trying to th- you jam it down our throats. How many married couples, you know, straight married couples, do you see actually going at it this hard unless the movie phys- is about purely them getting together?
1: That's a good point. Yeah, you really don't see that kind of stuff.
2: I mean, the, one of the more accepting scenes that I came across throughout the whole thing was in the following episode where the kid's looking at a, a, a magazine and she makes comments about it being st- So basically... Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, now, with her behavior from the beginning of the episode and to the current episode, I would expect that from her character throwing that in at the end of it if all they had was just the meeting up of you know, the four people throughout that episode it would have been a nice icing on the cake but just the way they thrust it at it it just it was a waste of time i'm sorry but it, it was just a waste
1: yeah and of course like uh, i'm sure the amount of time and effort they spent in the writing you know with those two characters it probably diminished or took away from the main storyline of what the last of us is actually really all about
2: yeah, zombies
1: yeah exactly yeah where's the zombies at?
2: Uh, just just to add that there was a really creepy scene in the previous episode where one of the female leads uh, the zombie didn't uh, try to attack her, it tried to kiss her on the mouth, and it just seemed extremely creepy. Like you got that creepy guy in the back of the corner that wants to turn around and see something um, sexual. And I'm like, why? You get these little snippets in the show where it's like they're trying to be uh, outrageous and it's just gross. Oh, I see. Okay. I mean, the way they killed the character off was great but just that end bit of her getting a, the zombie wanted to have a snog with her just what it's like the follow-up episode, of the one we're talking about where it, it just didn't make sense i mean a couple of the scenes throughout the uh, throughout the episode too you know adding them in would have been a, like a good idea to explain well uh, this is the reason why this person's in a wheelchair this is the reason why he was stabbed but like a, a lot of the scenes where they're um hitting up with each other just it's just pointless
1: Huh. And what what episode of the series like was that? Was it like the finale or was it like the middle of the road kind no, of thing? This is just
2: uh, things were getting started. So the whole reason why these two characters were sort of brought in it's how the main uh, two characters get a hold of a car and a whole bunch of equipment and are able to move out for a little bit and then at which point they basically lose it all. It's fucking ridiculous.
1: Oh goodness okay
2: well i mean how else you know it's been like 20 years into the apocalypse i mean how else do you get an, an immaculate car uh a shit ton of supplies and also some decent weaponry
0: well do it the halo way they brought a car in from the past yeah i am referring to that one joke where they had tahoe but yeah the suspension of disbelief i would re- you would imagine right
2: well, some points they're actually nailing the storyline pretty good, but in others it's just like, why are you even doing that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, to get back on track, I guess, with this whole thing, like some of the actresses have actually, this is what some of the actresses have said to like, with regards to the writing of, you know, and the characters too. Look at the actress Bella Ramsey says, I know people will think that what they want to think, but they're gonna have to get used to it if you don't want to watch the show because it has gay storylines because it has a trans character that's on you and you're missing out.
2: Wait, who's the trans character?
0: I don't know, but I know it's got so much gay storylines in it.
1: what do you, what do they mean you're missing out missing out on on what?
0: If it's degenerate shit, then I'm happy to miss out on that.
1: That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, I just want to play the game about freaking Cordyceps, you know, taking over zombie people. I don't care if the character is, like, gay or trans or whatever. Like, who cares about that?
0: Yeah, or heck, even surviving in an apocalypse world.
1: Heck. Yeah, this is crazy.
0: Yeah, and look at how rich this is on This is her saying this. This next sentence. It isn't going to make me afraid. I think that comes from a place of defiance. Oh, what? Defiance against all things that are good, beautiful, and true.
1: No! Screw that. I'd be afraid if the freaking, like, fungus zombie is attacking me.
2: Sorry, but the whole thing does seem a little um, unrealistic. I mean, if there is very few people around, natural instincts are going to want you to, you know, go for the opposite sex. That's, That's just it. Well, I mean, that's, occasionally that's, you might want to get nature, like yeah. with someone for a bit of cuddles, but uh, when it comes to like long-term survival, you're going to want to have kids. Oh yeah, Your of course. Your brain's like, going to be like, "Well, I need more people. If I can't find them, then I'm going to have to make them." I mean, if this is how the human race ends up, it's a pretty quick way of turning around and basically causing the species to go extinct.
1: Well, in a post-apocalyptic world, I mean, you only have, like, one generation left. So, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that's true.
2: Okay, so the scene that's being shown there, I know the episode it's from. I'll put it this way. It was less focusing on, like, gay um, sex, and it was just more too teenagers hanging out and having fun.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Which was a hell of a lot better than those two guys.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, In a post-apocalyptic world, of course, there's probably going to be some survivors. Some of them might happen to be homosexual. Yeah. Now, they're not going to be the ones who are going to um, procreate the human race. Of course not, because they can't. But they could survive.
0: You know, maybe yeah. teach others. They can. They can. But at the end of the day, the point about this whole thing and what the writers of The Last of Us did was trick people into, in order to having to accept something that's just ugly and... Degenerate. And that was messed up. Yeah.
1: See, th- yeah. Th- this is the whole point that we're trying to get at. The, the writers of this show, it, its this is not unique when it comes to, you know, Hollywood writers and stuff like that. You know, people that want to try to commandeer social media and regular media in that regard to promote some kind of political agenda. That's what they're doing. And this guy is totally honest about it. He's like, yep. Exactly. We're going to have some gay characters in here because that's what we want to show to everybody because that's totally relevant. Yeah. How many people do you think want to watch that?
2: I'm going to say it's the loud people that used to be on Twitter if they're still there unless of course they found somewhere else to go.
1: I think they just fell into the whole get woke go broke kind of thing. Like they're they're probably thinking, okay, this is like a niche market and we can, you know, pander to these people and do all that. But at the end of the day, no one wants to see this crap.
2: No, people do. There there are certain people that do. Some people that, do.
1: Yeah. Some people that honest. that's that's the, the, the couple of billionaires that live in like frickin' Hollywood or like Beverly Hills or whatever. They want fund this garbage.
2: Having watched the actual show itself, there are occasions where they do have that crop up, but it's in a small light that it goes along with the story. It's when they really force hard into it that it really just sort of rubs off the wrong way. And that's where a lot of writers generally sort of screw things up, and directors when they you know make this sort of stuff that when they try to force this as, like, the thing, it just comes off as bad.
1: Yeah, it's man. I, like, I, I, loved, I loved, I love this game. Like, I think the whole idea of, like, the, the Last of Us, like the whole cordyceps, you know, fungal invasion of the brain, I think that's super interesting. That's a really cool idea for a video game and stuff. But I don't think this has anything to do with our current political situation when it comes to, like, your... Sexuality, man. I just want to fight some freaking fungus zombies. All right, like I don't care about your gender codes or whatever. Like, come on, man. It's a freaking video game. Like, be I, real.
2: I, I, I'll put it this way, just so people get a bit of an understanding. If I want to watch people having sex, I'm going to watch a porno. If I want to yeah. uh, watch a zombie apocalypse, I'm going to want to watch a zombie apocalypse. If I want to watch a porno that's about a zombie apocalypse, I want to watch something that's classified as a porno with zombies. But in this case, no, I wanted to see what the video game series was about. I'm sorry, but you're doing a bad job with it. I mean, yeah, fine, you're actually getting some you know, good scenes in here and there, but overall it's being destroyed by just some of this pointless rhetoric that's not actually entertaining.
0: True, true. But, ultimately, yeah. Well ultimately, this is what they've done, and, you know. Seriously? it, it
1: It's difficult to, like, make video games.
0: Or enough, yeah.
1: Um, like, consumer media, if it's or, not a video game. It's hard to do that.
0: Or, like, trans, or like port it over to a TV series. Like, well, exactly, yeah. While well, faithfully adapting the core materials that make... You know, but ultimately that's a it's a writer issue also. So yeah, that's where the gripe is if the writer that did just that.
1: I mean, if we didn't have all this woke politics, I think The Last of Us could be a really interesting TV series. Like oh. a ma- like it could be like the next Walking Dead. Like y'all be waking up and like your friends have like freaking mushrooms sprouting out of their skulls. I mean, that'd be freaking bonkers, man. That'd be That's, crazy. Imagine watching a show like that, right? Like that'd be kind of cool.
2: I just got an idea for a drama horror. What if yeah? you could have the politics of running a government or an organization where the world's basically fallen apart by zombies and you have different groups where some, uh, you know, with the majority, some aren't, or you got right, renegades running around. And it's just the people in the political offices having to deal with this shit.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. Like, how would they even deal with that? They're the like, yo, the is, whole world is crumbling. Like, what the heck do we do?
2: If the advertisements were selling this as some sort of um, zombie action um, flick, people would get horribly pissed. If it came out as like a, po- a political drama about the zombie apocalypse, with the zombie apocalypse happening on the outside, that's a different story. But, eh. I mean, We've got a lot of that in The Walking Dead now and then, which was great. But man, The Walking Dead, for what it was, kind of got boring towards the end, to be honest.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking about the whole Last of Us series. Like, it started out with a really cool concept but then they kind of just degraded, like, very quickly. Like, way quicker than Walking Dead ever did. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a bummer, but, like, that's kind of just how it went.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. So, to move on from here, we have this next item for you. Work, go broke. Hershey faces Off for pushing trans agenda for Women's History Month.
2: Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, a bunch of people you know, for a bunch of people that get referred to as chest feeders and birthing person, um, this would seem like a slap in the face.
1: In my personal opinion, I believe that is offensive to women. When you call someone a birthing person. What you're really referring to is a woman
2: yeah, but that,
1: that, to be that totally too. degrades their actual status so let, let's uh, read on with this article here we have Hershey's it says Hershey's decision to include a transgender woman in a Canadian advertising campaign promoting women's History I'm sorry and women's,
0: History
1: women's, women's History Month an International Women's Day on March 8th has sparked backlash on social media. Now, with some users calling for people to boycott the company's products. Well, yeah. You know why? Because Hershey's spokesperson is not a woman. She's a transgender. So Hershey's is using this Women's Month to promote a trans for their spokesperson. Who is not a woman, by the way. That's a guy. Yeah a dude who's pretending to be a woman and is now their spokesperson for women's month oh goodness what are you doing
2: avira it's a guy that believes that they core at the time that they're actually supposed to be a woman
1: but why is a chocolate company embracing this and promoting this for their candy
0: It is for political bounty points. This
1: doesn't make any you sense. Like, they say, oh, it's a she-bar! Like, they're promoting women. Uh, okay, that's fine. You can promote women and whatnot, but when that you're doesn't... when you're having a, a, a spokesperson who's a dude,
2: uh, like, Sorry, uh, what I'm is wrong sure here? here? I'm, I'm pretty sure she refers to cats. I'm pretty sure that's how you're supposed to identify a female cat.
1: She is the dude. Uh, In Canada, Canada, the candy bar is branded as her. Uh, One of five chosen to appear on a Canadian version of the candy bar is Faye Johnston, a transgender woman and activist, according to Newsweek. Quote, I grew up with a few trans role models. Many young trans folk haven't met a trans adult, Johnston wrote. On Twitter, I hope this campaign shows trans girls they can dream big and change the world too.
2: Okay, hold on. I got a problem with that. So yeah, one me of the too. transgender yep. people I met yep. uh, was sending photos of his dick to girls in high school who yep. were under the age of eighteen. So I'm yeah. sorry if I take an issue with you know that kind of pedophile type behaviour, but unfortunately there was that plus another group who were. Well, let me put it this way i knew these individuals before they went and did this sort of thing and afterwards when i sort of walked in on them like uh, full dressed up and everything they and i go oh hey i haven't seen you for a while and the expression they gave me was the same as if i walked in with a dead rotting rat slapped it on the table and said "Fuck you i'm sorry Um, but if you're going to respond like that to somebody who you haven't seen for a while Clearly, you've got issues.
1: Man, it's even worse than that. You know, people, people like this who write these articles, they want to indoctrinate your kids. Like, they're coming into your schools. They're doing this. They're doing all this.
2: I've known one sane transgender person. That's it. And I'm sorry, but if majority of your so-called um, circle, a bunch of people who are fucked in the head, you might want to try to invest in that before t- turning around and selling candy bars.
1: No, no. The, the The thing is, they do think about this. This is the whole problem. When it comes to, like, transing the kids or, like, indoctrinating the youth, they do things like they work with, you know, candy companies or children's networks when it comes what to, like, else? TV...
0: What else was down on this news article? I would say it's most of this has just kind of become a, a whole reactions to um, this sort of thing, like to their decision to.
1: Then it's, it's the, the same thing. Books, it's though. exactly what I was saying.
2: Okay, yes. I have a serious question though. What would be so outrageous with relying on the lesbian community for this? Right.
1: What would be outrageous is the fact that lesbians think that they're being erased.
0: Yeah, that would and that would create some sort of infighting between that whole circle, which are supposed to be all, you know, singing kumbaya.
2: Yeah, but no, I, I'm I'm serious about this. What is so egregious with using a lesbian couple for this uh, ad campaign?
0: I mean, it's the lesser of two evils. I mean, not real. Well, I don't know.
1: It's it's not that. It's the fact that they don't think that lesbians are actually legit. If you're a lesbian then you're probably trans and then they want to trans you. That has been the case for the last seven years unfortunately.
2: I'm I think so have people been so exactly how much effect has this had on the Hershey's Corporation at the moment or at least for the chocolate bar?
1: Okay, well, here's the thing about that. Um, Yesterday, I was at work and I bought a Hershey bar. I didn't realize that Hershey has gone woke, like, as bad as they have. So I, I bought like a, a 2 dollars chocolate bar yesterday. And now I'm thinking, Man, I probably shouldn't have done that, because I don't want to give these guys another penny. They're insane. Man, they, they legit are bonkers.
2: Well, tell you what, if you want to try another um, chocolate company, there's one in Australia and England called Cadbury. And what I found is the chocolate's a little softer for taste. Maybe a little less bitter.
1: Man, I'm not going to buy Hershey's anymore. As, as good as Hershey's is, like, they really did get the formula down. You know, like, they, it really does taste good. But if, corporate-wise, they're going to jump on this whole bandwagon of the whole pandering to like the alt-leftist, crazy, LGBT, rainbow-alphabet-cultist agenda, I'm not for that.
2: I have to and admit... I, I,
1: no, I, 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 can't, I can't be for that.
2: This is a perfect way to get people to talk about their company as well. As what,
1: by boycotting spotlight?
2: it? Well, for the meantime.
0: I mean, this is basically going to rile up a finger like a PR disaster. Like, let's let's be real here. It's, it's put Hershey's on the spotlight now, and now it's got people talking about Hershey's.
1: It has. In fact, Hershey's uh, made an... Well, I don't know if they made the article or if there's an article oh, about it.
0: No, this, isn't, but- this article wasn't made by Hershey's. They just made the campaign... And uh, you know, and coincided with the timing of the ca- of the days on the calendar. So really, what they've done is just like try to capitalize on this with um with their vision of what you know International Women's Day should be commemorated as.
2: It will be interesting to see what Hershey's think of this whole thing after uh, the whole event has ended. To be honest.
0: Oh, well, they're just going to keep going like it's not, you know, look at, look at the statement that they've just put out. I'll just read this to you. We value togetherness and recognize the strength created by diversity. Over the past three years, our Women's History Month programming has been an inclusive celebration of women and their impact. We appreciate the countless people and meaningful partnership behind these efforts signed the Hershey Company.
2: So why are they supporting a bunch of violent extremists then?
0: or even, like, not men, not women.
2: No, no, I no, it's not, it's not that. Why side with a group of people who think the best thing to do when they don't like uh, mm-hmm. particular video games is to create a website where people can go in and see who played the game and streamed it live. And I'm that is sorry, a very good question. Of, that kind Me of too. behavior I've seen with a particular group in the 1940s that you generally want to stay away from, So the question is still, why would a chocolate company that wants to support women solely dive deep down into an organization that's basically nothing but a bunch of violent extremists? And I'm referring to the people at the top who are making the loudest comments online. Mm -hmm. That's my question.
0: Yeah.
1: In that regards, I, I guess my answer would be: Well,
0: I think you're not asking me,
1: but uh, I think whoever's in charge is not necessarily all that in tune with social media. He probably right. doesn't understand what the fuck is going on right That's
0: now. It's not so much it. Like I would say, the like as the as most people would intuit, I would say the people who would be in this couch of this campaign, either a, they're so deep in the rabbit hole for the woke agenda. Or B, they believe it's not gonna backfire, this campaign is not gonna backfire on them.
1: The yeah, problem, like they're so out of touch, like they don't even understand.
2: It's gonna be the marketing team behind Hershey's. Now, the person at the top, from my understanding about CEOs, they're generally not too familiar with a lot of things things that are going on. Very few CEOs in like major corporations are socially active. I mean Elon Musk is a one of the what you'd call a rare example of someone pretending to be super rich and then also actively engaging in the community. Most CEOs, most like company owners don't actually do that and they rely on a team or teams of people to turn around and say, "Hey, look, this is how things are going, this is how we need to approach things." And then it's down to the boss to turn around and say, Yes, let's take this path, or no, I really don't want to do that. And in this case, my assumption is that would we'll give the the person in charge or the people in charge would have been given a list of hey, this is how we need to approach things, and they would have just been given the green light after a bit of a thought. How long?
0: I don't know what to say.
1: Hmm. That's a fair point.
0: But at the end of the day, now in light of all this, we um, we're going to look for substitutes to Hershey's chocolates. Like we suggested to you, Avira, you should try uh, Cadbury. See if you can find it. Yes, yeah, definitely. Or, you know, definitely. our Australian favourites, Tim Tams.
1: Well, I'm not going to be buying <laughs> any more things from Hershey, because considering what they've just recently done, and, and, and if this is their whole marketing campaign, well, they failed. They they really did. And I I, I saw some interesting video about Hershey's. Uh, recently, I believe this was yesterday, they are saying how this was cancel culture and all that. Uh, no, it's actually not. A boycott is not cancel culture. A lot of people are boycotting Hershey's because they don't agree with their political nonsense. No one wants to, no one cares about your, your gay crap, okay? We just want to buy chocolate, right? Let's be real. That's really what it's all about. And so this company is so confused. Like, why why are so many people boycotting us? Oh, this is cancel culture. No, bullshit. No, it's not. It's called capitalism.
2: Tell you what, um, a great way to support women would be to turn around, find a bunch of international organizations who support women from, say, domestic abuse and violence. And I don't know, maybe provide part of your um, revenue for that period to the organization,
1: yeah. Or, or, how about some women that said, Hey, I'm not gonna buy your crap, I'm gonna go take my business elsewhere? I yeah, mean, what also about
2: education. that? I mean, how much revenue would the uh, Hershey's make in say what the month? Would that be say plenty to turn around and to take f- maybe four or five girls who are currently in poverty and pay for the schooling until they turn like 18? or something?
0: Oh, yeah, that would goodness. actually be a more, you know, like you said, a more, a more wiser endeavour than what Hershey's did.
2: Yeah, I mean, why not help the poor? Why not help the people who are struggling or people who really yeah. need it? I'm I'm sorry, but...
1: Yeah, they, they could have done that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, to move on to the next item... Got something different sort of a change of pace for you so here's what's new <laughs> Ford patent would remotely repossess cars shut off air conditioning if owner misses payments so ford <laughs> is attempt you oh, know this is one of those cases where a modern car has gone too far and too smart for its own good right so let read this quickly is attempting to patent car repossession technology that would allow the automaker to remotely lock down vehicles or shut off key features like air conditioning if the owner misses payments according to newly surfaced filings
2: i would actually love to see this being released and put into cars
0: yes
1: wait a second so your your car is not going to allow you to have air conditioning if you didn't have your fucking payments.
0: Now, if you, if you miss your payments or like, you know, if you miss the notice of payments or like delinquency. What so the hell? Something I should point out on Reddit, there are a
2: number of stories where there are people who either bought the car outright yes. or they have paid the car off. It doesn't matter if they're the second or third owner, but there is a system that's been installed. And what this will do is if a signal is sent or there is a fault in the device, it will permanently cause the vehicle to... Sorry, it will shut the vehicle down. No, no It will prevent the vehicle from starting up the next time that someone tries to start the engine. Now, the downside is if the vehicle is completely paid off the device is installed, but you don't know about it. It can affect the vehicle and stop, stop it from, well, you know, starting. The problem is that it's not – they're not actually removed. And there's been a number of times where these machines have gone, oh, fuck, I give up on life, and bricked the car temporarily. In this case, what could happen is if someone's able to, gee, I don't know, uh, log into the server – or figure out, oh, hey, I can tap into this car's Wi-Fi, I can turn around, open the door, and I can have the car drive me to McDonald's, and then I can take it out to the middle of nowhere, uh, nowhere bury it in petrol, and then torch the thing. <laughs> the system would give so much control to an individual with a phone, for crying out loud, that if a major security flaw was discovered, and a person just needed proximity to a car. I mean, at the moment, key fobs make it easy to steal vehicles with the right um, security faults or at least access to the key fob. Or if you can get into the car, you can basically... Well, if you own. have
0: the know-how, then definitely, yes, you are. We will be able to access a car. Heck, this you know- would
2: take stealing a car from being somewhat troublesome to... Basically, piss fucking easy under the right circumstances. It's fucking hilarious. I, I can understand why someone would, why a company would want to develop this technology. For instance, when it comes to, say, uh, car loan companies, this would be an excellent uh, thing to add on to, you know, help them sell. But the, 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 the potential for abuse with a system like this is just insane. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, at least I know not to buy Ford anymore, but I was always a Toyota guy, so whatever.
0: I mean, I mean, if, if you're Australian, you'll probably know you've got the two main choices, Ford and Holland, but that's now a thing of the past. So, yeah. Anyway, so if you're looking at buying a car, you, you're going to look forward to having... These features disabled cruise control, automated window and seat controls, air conditioning systems, remote key fobs, and automated door locking systems could be disabled through the technology. And disabling such components may cause an additional level of discomfort to a driver and occupants of the vehicle.
2: Can you imagine in like um, 45 degree weather, the... uh air conditioning system kicking on and going as full blast at hot temperature as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: shit, I love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy <sighs> stuff altogether. It's like...
2: This would really help the subscription model for um, owning a vehicle.
0: It's it actually, you know what, though? if this is, um, if BMW said, you know, you have to subscribe for, the, for key features, Ford is now saying, hold my beer.
2: I mean, the actual Nazi company, the company literally founded by the Nazis. Yeah, I can see them taking advantage of this thing. Something shocking.
0: <laughs> I know, man. For, I know Ford's always struck me as a bodgy company.
2: Yeah, give know. me a Japanese company any day. Their vehicles are generally better.
0: Yes, their vehicles just last all up longer. Straight up. Or heck, the you know the real solution to this was wouldn't to buy you know a smart car of the modern era. It would be to buy a dumb car.
2: Yeah. Oh, I just hope there's still going to be enough um, used cars available at a at an affordable price if I'm ever able to actually buy
0: one. I would say you would be safe if you got a car that was made before, like the, the, you know, for the most part in the 2020s.
1: So, like an analog car.
0: Oh no, I'm thinking like the 80s, the
2: 80s or the um, mid to late 90s at the worst.
0: Yeah. 80s, car, 80s cars, 90s cars like the 2000s aren't so bad either. Still I don't have a a I'm
1: still okay,
0: yeah. Then the 2000s cars are not that sophisticated yet, so you know, you'd be pretty safe with those, they're a good bet.
2: Yeah, but what <laughs> do you need? Do you need to go from A to B. Why the hell do you need to have a you know personal massager and right. vibrator built into your car?
0: Here's a here's a live (laughs) comment that I'm gonna go through and put up. Box cutter husky, bicycles are the future. Well, really though, I am actually inclined (laughs) to agree with you because now, like, if you look at you know, this is maybe another a story for another time. But if you look at other channels, including the urban planning domains, then yeah, people are now speaking out against car. Car focused developments for that, so but that's a story for another time. So I'm with yeah.
2: you. Oh, but, I'm having yeah. a ball with this one. <laughs>
0: I know. Hang on. Another live comment for him autonomous vehicles should be outlawed. If we automate everything, we'll be left with a wall e universe.
2: Well, as long as you don't put on the um uh, pounds, you can turn around and do whatever the fuck you want.
0: Well, if you don't have like, the self-driving thing like you do with Teslas, then yeah, I reckon you'll be fine.
2: Yeah, that's a bit of a shock sometimes, especially when you run into someone. <laughs> or when your car pun. runs into someone.
0: Yeah, excuse the pun, but yeah, definitely. I mean, who, who literally buys a Tesla to enjoy the pleasure of driving, right? Who?
2: Uh, I think pretty rich snobs like to turn around, put in an autopilot, and then just have a good snog while they're going down the highway. Or asleep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then claim, oh, I'm saving the friggin' environment. Bitch, please.
2: Yeah, owning the iPhone or the car industry is, like, going to save the world. Screw you!
0: Yeah. So, there's a lot of um, interesting things that have been, you know, with this whole car car repossession module. It's like the way the system works, like from the look of things, like the car basically uses a network to con- contact all these, you know, the police, the you know, the bank, and all you know, and all the agencies, and then, and then what the owner is left with is even just an unpleasant noise and an unpleasant quality of life while inside the car, reminding them that they have missed their payments.
2: The downside is, and this is the important part of the whole thing. Is that it boils down to you just can't trust people?
0: You know, this now this is the sort of thing that makes uh, somebody want to j- essentially jailbreak the car.
2: Yeah. Well, well how it's can it's they good. do that? People I mean, are already jailbreaking th- equipment anyway, so
0: I mean, they're trying. You know, Farmers it's the same thing too with uh, trying to jailbreak a Tesla with mods that are not approved by Tesla.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Uh, What I'm more referring to is the uh, farm equipment by... What's that uh, company called again? John Deere? Yeah, John Deere. Ah. (sighs) To say that that drives a stick into my nerve that that company's been pulling is an understatement. Well, this is a joke now... Unfortunately, moving forward, I can see it being something deployed in new vehicles as like a standard measure and being sold on more uh, like controlling things from your phone,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, automating your car so it will you know, start heating it before you get in. Uh, if it still has a petrol or diesel engine, having the engine start prior to you, you know, starting your journey. So instead of having to go out and prep your car, you just simply have it set so that uh, you either push a button or once you start doing something, your car will automatically, you know, jumpstart and be ready for you to go straight away when you leave the house without having to go out there and uh, prep the bloody thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I remember doing that in the time.
0: Oh, oh, oh. I just realized maybe they, maybe they didn't think this all through. What if, we had, you know, you were dumb enough to actually buy this car used and the car was disabled? <laughs>
2: Oh, oh no! Uh, that would be only if they were able to temporarily activate all the features while the car was being inspected for sale.
0: Well, sorry, you got a car, but you ended up getting a lemon. Why is my car a fucking lemon?
2: I had one of those. God, it pissed me off.
0: Yeah, I had a lemon too, but not because of the car was super smart, but because of bad design. But yeah, um, I guess maybe, you know, we have to go back to the past to um, reclaim our future.
2: Yeah, basics.
0: Yeah, this is more. Indeed. Um, All right. Yeah, so now this next item, fourth one on this list, we're going to do a, a roundup of what has been developing in the popular culture sphere. Oh, before that, though, live comment. Fiona, imagine driving to the ER when your car stops working. Yeah, but doubly more so when you had that thing when, you, when your car is um reminding you to keep repaying it. Well, so.
2: that's, what's, that's what's going to be interesting is how far can, how far legally can vehicle manufacturers get away with disabling parts or fully on disabling a vehicle before getting into, you know, um, strife in court? Because mm-hmm. if a car automatically stops on the way to, you know, the hospital, uh, that's going to be pretty bad, especially if a company you know, triggered the disabling of it. It's like, oh, yeah. you're speeding too fast. We better turn your um vehicle off so you don't get into an accident. Meanwhile, yeah, we the to, uh, we have
0: to raise the speed limiter up the thing over.
2: Person in the back seat basically keels over because they couldn't get to the hospital in time. I mean,
0: yeah, it's a million it's... issues wrong with it. That yeah. <laughs> All right. So to get back to this whole new next item that we're talking about, but these. Power Rangers now have (laughs) these. I know you like these, Noble, too. New dinosaur forms.
2: I'm sorry, but with the death of one Power Ranger and the actions of one Red Ranger from the first series, uh, I'm sorry, it's still a little fresh in my mind.
1: Guys, this is the Power Rangers. They're sporting some new forms right here. Oh, goodness.
2: Like, this involves we, the um, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, doesn't it? It well, does involve the see.
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Get, it, get your <laughs> names right. Uh, Joel, when it comes to
2: England, if we want to be like um, engaging for the entire community, sometimes we have to use the correct terms used in uh, foreign lands. Fair enough, huh. fair enough. The Power
1: Rangers have always been associated with dinosaurs, and now that association has taken to the next level. With the Power Rangers not just representing dinosaurs, but actually mutating into them! Oh, whoa! And with a new team name and powers to match. Well, isn't that fantastic?
0: Alright, let's have a look at these fan- wondrous designs. Yeah! that so we have the um, the red ranger has a tyrannosaurus blue ranger is a triceratops yellow ranger is a saber Tooth tiger okay going with the you know primordial theme
2: green ranger is a dragon
0: and the pink ranger is a pterodactyl
2: well at least they got the species right yeah, the
0: the black ranger is a mastodon.
2: <laughs> Sorry, you couldn't have said it any other way. <laughs> uh, I no, hey, look. Bad. I said
0: that with a strange, with a straight face.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the pause you took. It's like master don. <laughs> Sorry, just the way you said it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look, when I look at these, it kind of looks like they morphed into their um, like their outfits, which is a bit wonky for me. I would have preferred if they had proper sort of um, helmets to actually cover up the dinosaur head and maybe some of the other body parts. But eh, it just seems a bit seems like a full on transformation instead of like a your redress of the clothing,
0: right? and, you know, get a hold of the new team name. They are the Mighty Mutant Power Rangers. I'm pretty sure... Go,
2: go, there?
1: Mighty Mutant Power Rangers. Yeah. I mean, like, that that's the name, so...
2: I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they... I mean, there was the live-action crossover, so I wonder if they're going to follow on with that.
0: As of now, I think because this is a um this is in comic form, I'm pretty sure it's still a ways away from um, transition from making the transition to a being a cartoon, let alone a live action movie.
2: Uh cartoons comics like this generally don't spawn off into a cartoon as I understand it.
0: Um, I mean it's
2: different in uh, Japan with anime, but I'm pretty sure in America it's
0: I mean they cartoonify Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, you know, yeah. It's still very much poss- a possible thing to that we may be seeing seeing these, but for now they are in comic form and they're making a crossover with the um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. So it's real yeah. Really quite they a like- bit of star power there.
2: They've had a couple of comics, I believe, in the past doing crossovers, but there was also a TV show in Power Rangers and Space mm-hmm. where they actually had the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the live-action show, which was running around the same time, uh, you know, come on. But the Power Rangers didn't go into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show, which was a real shame. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, It's pretty impressive, too. Like, And now um, it's also been teased that these new... How these new Dino-fied Power Rangers will have the the abilities and the attributes of those that have been transformed into, you know, Pink Ranger flies like a pterodactyl. Yellow Ranger has all the sen- has all the heightened senses of the sable tiger, and the Green Ranger, the dragon, can breathe fire.
1: Okay, that's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't want to accidentally, you know, um, cook the kitty, though. I mean, I understand Mastodon's pretty tasty, but, um... (laughs) Sorry. Uh... Honestly, it'd be interesting to see how the comic goes. I might actually try to um, seek this one out, to be honest. But like I said initially, the... uh... The thing the Red Ranger got into from the original series in today's world, and the uh, whole incident behind—well, the actor who portrayed the White Ranger and the Green Ranger—sorry, yeah. it's just left me a little raw.
0: I actually do think that they will. You know, what do you think? Like, how about the style? Like, you know. Like, the the designs and that, like, do you think they'll translate really well into cartoon?
2: They've been doing story. cartoons for Power Rangers for a while now, I imagine. <clears throat> as long as they don't have some woke twat behind the um, wheel for That's, the storyline telling that Yeah,
0: in the in the writing team, yeah. then. But all up, you know, I think it's great. I think it's great that they're doing this and they're collaborating with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Love it. And on the other side of the um, pop, uh, popular culture and media roundup, we have Peter Pan.
2: Oh, hang on. Um, Homer Simpson put it, at Peter Pantsless. <laughs> I can't get that out of my head, to be honest. <laughs> Drunk Homer is funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thousand ten.
0: Yeah, have, I mean, Avira, you've you've kind of seen what this that was all about. Like, what do you think? Like about the whole new Peter Pan's like pictures. I of have, yeah. Book?
1: And and yeah. this is just another one of those things uh, when it comes to Disney and trying to do these live action remakes. We've seen this before. You know, when it comes to like Little Mermaid or uh, Lion King, again, same thing with Peter Pan. They're trying to do another live action remake because they ran out of ideas. That's really what it comes down to. And then they think, oh well, we can just race swap some characters, and that'll make it edgy, and that'll make it fun and exciting for that'll the make
0: audience. It, like, to but no, hero. like
1: at, at the end of the day, like no one really cares like i don't want to see a a reimagined peter pan like who cares about that crap
0: it's no like one like, really it's like they're trying to imagine this for the modern era
1: that 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 was one of the main goals that they said they wanted to do in regards to like recasting some of their people but like hold
2: on this i'm just taking a look at a couple of pictures of this I don't yeah. really like the captain they got for Hook. He seems a little more um, yeah, um, neutral than aggressive and wicked. But- I, I really prefer, I don't know, every story I've seen of Peter Pan, Hook has had that aggressive, grumpy sort of approach. And this guy looks like he's just some um, like CEO scheming things all the time. It's fucking ridiculous. Now, um, the fairy... If you're gonna turn around and do a movie and you know, redo the whole Little Mermaid thing and just literally go to the whole realistic things for like the support characters who were bloody torn apart in this movie, uh, in, in here, why not do a more natural fairy? I mean, fairies are usually like prior to Disney, they were considered to be tricksters. Well, I'm yeah, or oh, her... friendly. Um, you know, lady that lives down the street that will turn around and give you candy uh, as you're going home. I, I would, ex- if you're going to go the realistic route with your modern movies, and why not have the fairy, you know, some evil trickster?
1: Or you could have the helpful fairy that you know is helpful, like what they did in like video games, like with Spyro and stuff like that. You know, like Zoe, or or even um, like Peter Pan you know like tinkerbell was like helpful fairy helped him fly and all that stuff now they're they're totally turning it all on its head because disney ran out of ideas
0: mm-hmm. and look at the designs of them though oh good grief the the newly redesigned characters in there.
1: Yeah, it's so unoriginal, man. Like, it's crazy. Instead of, like, Tinkerbell, like, the fairy, like, if they wanted to do, like, a re- reimagining or whatever, and, like, a CGI version, they could have made Tinkerbell look like, you know, Tinkerbell, like a floating fairy, and, like, they could have done some really cool... Graphics and like lighting and stuff. But nah, they made a uh, shouty little T Bell. And that's like. Yo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a oh, little T Bell. Like, uh, that's like what they did for her. And I feel bad for the actress that has to play this because she's literally a, like a diversity hire. When it comes to like Peter Pan, like, w- does. Di- did Disney run out of ideas at this point? Like, can they not make new stories? What the fuck? No.
0: Like you said, that's they like can. I've been saying, it's like I've been saying, they're trying to reimagine this for the more, the audience of 2023.
1: Yeah, but the audience of 2023 is totally rejecting their woke nonsense because none of us care. We just uh, want to see a decent movie. Like, we don't do care about think? your agenda or your politics or whatever.
2: What did you guys think of what they did with the Jumanji um, franchise? See, instead of trying to retell the original story, they tried to tell what would happen, you know, this Jumanji occurred in modern, in modern eras, while also right. giving a few snippets that, yes, well, the previous movie was you know, actually canon and did happen.
0: Yeah, they readapted Jumanji into a different sort of, you know, modernized game.
2: I would have to wonder what would have happened if instead of trying to retell the uh, Peter Pan story, if they turned around and instead used a uh, girl as the main character, so you know maybe Wendy or Jennifer or something, and they rediscover um, you know, mm-hmm. the old place, maybe see some of the original characters as adults and they go on a little adventure in that magical land i mean why not redo why not try to approach something like that i mean the amount of adventures you could have in neverland could be endless
1: oh for sure it could be uh, never ending <laughs> but I mean, um, kids
2: don't even have to grow old i mean they could still be there and you could just have a bunch of yeah. new characters running through yeah.
1: Noble, well, you, you, you underestimate the creativity of the writers involved here. They're, they're not looking for new ideas. No, they're looking to rehash things that already worked and that they can make money.
2: Yeah, the problem is when you decide to rip out what made it, what made
0: the story like, the, the story way it was, then, like it was so defining. When it was, and that's, like,
1: that's what it they're trying the to do. You know, they're just trying to you know, latch on to that cash grab. That's what Disney has been doing the last five years, maybe ten.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's such, a, and it's like in the live comments too. It's yeah, it's such a meme-worthy movie as well. Like they had the Lost Boys, and now it's it's you know girls are in there too, so it's now you know the Lost.
1: <laughs> yeah, really.
0: More the Lost Children. Yeah, it's like, you know, Boy Scouts accepting girls for scouts.
1: Oh goodness, no.
0: Yeah. Well, if they're tomboys and
2: they can and they hit back, then different story, but um yeah.
1: Well, I wonder how much money they're going to lose from making this movie. Let's see.
0: We'll how find out. How you know, realistic
2: it would it be though for it, it was it a, a, a kid who's who originally came from India or whose parents came from India you know, how realistic would it be in that time period in London for a child from India to be dragged into something like this
1: All right. um it depends on what time period I mean like if India was still the crown jewel of the British Empire, you probably could have been no like, but
0: now um now. nowadays. Though nowadays the the colonizers have become the colonized and, and my you know and one of the my indian workmate just laughed at it so hard like he the irony was not lost on him <laughs> so yes All right. anyway that i reckon that would be it for this week some um, we yeah quite a good bit going on what a ride i'm telling mm-hmm. you so who's gonna come up with a closing statement
2: I am so glad I'm surrounded by four walls that are made of brick.
0: Well, if it helps you you sleep at night and feel insulated from the world, then, you know, keep those walls up.
2: There is another thing that keeps me concerned now when out driving. I don't just have to worry about some stupid idiot driving a a bus or other vehicle recklessly, but I now have to worry about uh, a car you know, spontaneously. A smart car shining. turning around and you're trying to hit me.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, or,
2: but that's just yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like they or like smart cars spontaneously crashing or stopping and all that because somebody forgot to pay up.
2: Oh my goodness! Can yeah. you imagine if one of these vehicles just stopped in the middle of a car because someone forgot to pay their subscription fee? <laughs> oh shit!
0: Avira. Hey,
1: wow hey what a bonkers week guys you know at the end of the day i just hope that candy companies go back to doing what they're best at selling candy that's that's really a good thing um i hope you guys have a fantastic week and i'll see you next time
0: all righty as always our episodes are available on podbean apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher BitChute, Player.fm, and iHeartRadio, more further down the line. And thank you to those who tuned in. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did with the making of this episode. This is us signing off for the week. Farewell, and until next time.
1: Magic 8-Ball! Much love, guys. Have a good night.